Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. My Sisters and the Garden of Grossness by Stephen Payne The summer I turned 13, I was maybe the most persecuted kid in the world. Well, parts of it were good. I mean, that's the summer I received my first razor and shaving cream, which meant that even though I had nothing to shave, I got an opportunity to cut and nick my face every once in a while. But like I said, that was good stuff. What made it bad was that I had sisters, not just one or two, but four of them, all of them younger than I am. Multiply the one or two sisters you might have and think how terrible that might be. And believe me, it was. To top it off, That was the summer my dad got the tractor trailer full of fresh chicken manure for the garden. Those two things, too many sisters and a trailer full of some pretty gross stuff, actually ended up having a lot to do with each other, but not in the way you might think. First, there was the sister problem. I had to be a good example to all of them, Susan, Julie, Jody, and Monica. That meant if we fought, I couldn't hit back and I couldn't tease them. This was a tall order for someone with four younger sisters. Second, the biggest injustice of them all, I had to do both guy work and girl work. I was stuck mowing the lawn and crawling under cars with my dad and all that, but I also had to do dishes and help in the kitchen and make my bed. My sisters, on the other hand, experienced the full blessings of a separation of work and state. Since they were in a state of girlhood, they had to do only girl work. So by the time I was 13, I had spent too many Friday afternoons both mowing the lawn and kneading the gluten. I was ready for a change, for equality, for the big brother to finally triumph. That's when my dad got the trailer of chicken manure, and I came face to face with the biggest injustice of my childhood life. Now, I don't know if you've ever encountered or shoveled chicken manure before, but you'll have to believe me when I tell you it is about the grossest thing you can imagine. A job like that can be a kind of guide for everything else you might do in your life. People will ask you if you want to do something hard, and, well, if you've shoveled chicken manure, it doesn't sound that bad. Anyway, we were spending a Sunday evening meal eating tomatoes and baked beans, and my dad was handing out assignments. My sisters had the easy stuff. Clean up the family room, help mom sort out the pantry, dust the house. I don't know, maybe even read books and drink lemonade. Then he got to me. Stephen, this week I need you to empty that trailer of chicken manure and carry it into the garden. We are going to use it for fertilizer. I must have protested a little bit. I know I at least made a somewhat reasonable suggestion that my sisters had done enough easy inside work and it was about time that they helped, especially on a job like this. But he did not see my reasoning. They have plenty to do. I'd like you to start tomorrow morning. So the next morning I delayed as much as I could. I took a long shower. I tried on different clothing combinations. What does one wear to shovel you know what? I delayed over breakfast, but by 9.30 or so I could find no more excuses and walked out back to face my doom. It seemed like the biggest job I had ever faced. There were feathers in it and rotten eggs, and the stuff itself was disgusting. I walked back up to the house and earnestly presented my case to my mother that this seemed to be totally unfair, and couldn't my sisters come down and help at least a little? Which were all arguments that did not faze her. So, with the weight of the world on my shoulders, I trudged the final walk down Death Row to the barn and got a shovel and a bucket and began.
There were no deep lessons I learned on that awful day. By lunch, and even by supper, it seemed that I had done hardly anything, even though my back ached and my arms hurt and my nose had gone on strike. I was certain I smelled so bad that no girl would love me. Ever. At supper, I again argued for equal treatment. It was to no avail, and at sunup again the next morning, I attacked my task. Resigned. Disappointed. Certain that I would probably die on my feet fifty years later, when I finally finished this task. But just before lunch, it happened. My lazy, no-good sisters came out and helped. Susan helped me shovel, and Julie carried the pails down to the garden and dumped them. Jody kind of spread it around, and Monica, who was not old enough to do much more than to be the baby of the family, played around where we were, keeping us company. On that hot summer afternoon, we all of a sudden became a family, my sisters and I. The grossest work I could ever think of actually became almost fun. By Wednesday evening, we were all done. My sisters had done guy work, some of the grossest kind imaginable, and I started to feel a little bit ashamed that I had ever questioned the girl work I had to do. Best of all, over that gross, smelly, awful trailer of chicken manure, I began to really like my sisters as friends. Not that we talked about anything profound while we worked, but I started to look at them as more than just threats, more than something to avoid when I wanted to have fun. I would be lying if I told you life was perfect after that. Well, it was pretty much perfect because it was the last trailer of chicken manure that my dad ever got. But my sisters and I still fought sometimes, still argued about who was right and who should do what and all of that stuff. But I learned something important, that getting along, that volunteering for the surprising and unexpected, that just plain helping is what it's all about. Believe me, after the summer of my sisters and the garden of grossness, I should know. The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.